0: what advice would you give an aspiring investor that's about 12 months behind you?
1: I would say my biggest thing is when things get hard, like really, really hard to not give up. I've had the privilege to actually mentor some new students and go to these three-day events through multifamily mindset to kind of talk about my journey and stuff. And so students ask me that, like, what are some pieces of advice? And I would just say the feeling that you feel right now, the excitement that you feel right now, that feeling that you think you can do anything and everything, like don't lose that.
0: Welcome to the Diary of an Apartment Investor Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Briscoe. Really excited for today's show. It's one of our first deal episodes. We don't have enough of these, but today we've got Ellie Baxter on the line, who's going to talk about her role in a 382-unit apartment complex in Jacksonville, Florida. So Ellie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me absolutely yeah this has been a long time coming I think I asked you to come on the show like six months ago and you know I forgot to send you a scheduling link so public yeah. apology and you know thanks for still coming on yeah it's fine totally I'm I'm excited to be here and you're a very popular busy man so I try to be you know ever since high school it's like man someday I'm going to be popular you know, so <laughs> <laughs> I love um, it <laughs> yeah but uh, do us a favor uh, tell us a little bit about yourself
1: okay so I'm Ellie. I am from the Seattle area and I have been in the multifamily world for about a year now. Mm -hmm. And I recently got a divorce a year ago. So that's kind of like what started me and prompted me to be like, okay, let's figure out what I really want to do in my life. And So that kind of helps a lot. And then, you know, Alicia and I, who, you know, is one of my partners, we decided to get into this world of multifamily and scale up and do something bigger than single family, right?
0: The rest is history. So it's been an amazing journey. Nice, nice. So how did you meet Alicia? And, you know, we'll we'll talk more about this, this particular project, but you and Alicia teamed up for, for this. How did you meet Alicia? And how did you guys decide to work together?
1: Yeah, so she and I actually worked at the same company. We sold like telecommunications, and we were like top sales reps. And and one day she reached out to me on Microsoft Teams, because so she's like, "How are you beating me? Like, da da da, right?" And so mm-hmm. we ended up meeting for coffee, yeah. and. We just like immediately just became really, really good friends. And we had the same mindset and the same entrepreneur, you know, mind where we just really don't want to do the whole nine to five or Mm -hmm. do commission and all that. So that's, you know, we decided to on our weekends, we would figure out ways to make money and, and Mm -hmm. like, we actually started doing wholesaling for a little bit. And then, you know, of course we stumbled upon an ad about buying and purchasing apartments. I'm like, we can't do that. That's insane. And then, of course, we went to the mentorship program and it
0: was cool. nice. Nice. Yeah. So we saw saw an ad for a mentorship program. And from there on out, it was like multifamily. We're doing this. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I love that story. So you guys had worked together previously and did some wholesaling together previously. And uh, you joined, I assume you joined the mentorship program together then?
1: We did. Yeah. We went to the the three-day with Tala Devereaux and- yeah. We literally were just like, we've never invested like this in ourselves. Yep. And now's the time. So
0: we nice. did it. Nice. Yeah. And and we met through that, uh, that same program too. So yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So let's talk about what, one of my favorite subjects is, is your why. And you talked a little bit about it. I mean, but if you could just focus on your big burning why, tell us why you're doing this. Yeah. I think freedom
1: of time. Mm-hmm. is really why I'm doing it. And I love that people say, like, when they talk about their why, they talk about their family and their, you know, being able to support them and, and do all this stuff. But I think that correlates with that freedom of time, right? And just being able to not work nine to five and, and do this until that we die, right? And I just, I started out really young thinking that what is life really about and i just don't think that we're put on this planet to work and then die and like do absolutely nothing after that so it's just that's like my burning why. Is I want to be able to have that freedom to spend time with family, to be able to go and visit these amazing things in the world that people will never see in their entire life. Right? Yeah, I just think that people are just stuck in that corporate mindset and thinking that they can't do anything else but yeah. what society tells them. And I just
0: can't do that. I can't do yeah. it. I, mean, I think. I think a lot of people are on that hamster wheel you know, it's right. paycheck to paycheck and they think they're going forward. And right, I mean, nothing wrong with W2. I think it's more of the mindset that keeps them on the ham- hamster wheel. You know, a, a lot of people do very well with W2s and are able to, you know, eventually get to that time freedom. But for me, yeah. it's been a lot faster outside of the W2. So totally but cool. Cool. All right. So let's start talking a little bit about, you know, getting started. You mentioned, you know, coaching program, which is is awesome. What were some of the challenges you had, even with coaching? What were some of the challenges you had getting started as a, an apartment investor?
1: I think the biggest thing for me was just being extremely overwhelmed mm-hmm. and not really knowing how to like dig in. And the mentorship program was amazing because they really do mm-hmm. give you like walk you through it. But at the same time, it's still just very overwhelming with all the things that you have to do. You're building, you know, your own business, you're starting. From the floor up, the ground up, right? So it's really, you know, I was working my W-2 and I was trying to figure out time management. That was like a huge thing that really was really difficult for me because, you know, you are working, you are investing in your W-2, you know, 40 plus hours a week. So, and then you're exhausted mentally, physically from doing that. So it's like really having to hone into why am I doing this still? Like why, like I'm figuring out how to get up in the morning and do it before. So I was getting up you know, at 4.30 every morning and I was working on my business and then I did my W-2, right? So I literally had no social life, Mm Brian. Absolutely none. For like three months, I was like, it was me, Alicia and Dan and on weekends, nights, mornings, like that's all we did. Was just get on calls, right? Get on calls with us, get on calls with coaches, get on calls with people that have done this for years, right? Just being like, what can we do to succeed faster Mm -hmm. or better or grow faster and better? So I think that was like my biggest challenge was just like time management and not being too overwhelmed and enjoying the journey because at the end of the day, like this journey is something that you want to be able to look back at and be like, man, remember all those times that it was so difficult.
0: (laughs) I'm, I'm glad you said the overwhelmed because- I still feel that a lot. I'll be honest yeah. with you. You know, and yeah. maybe maybe I'm not as honest to, to people a lot of times. But, you know, when I started, it was it was when you looked at everything you had to do to build a multifamily business, it is overwhelming. And, you know, most people, you know, listening know the story. But I, I left a partnership, you know, six, eight months. Actually, it's been almost a year. Oh my goodness. You know, I'm starting another business from from scratch. And some days I feel overwhelmed. But right. uh, Right. you know it's just what's the most important thing that's that's what I that's what I do every morning is I sit down and I I write down what's the most important thing I need to get done today and I do it I love that and the other thing the other thing that I'm I'm doing I'm doing my own coaching you know I, I have I mean I'm in a coaching program I also do coaching for multi-family but that really helps too so lots of lots of goodness there a lot of a lot of things that you know kind of hit me right here so yeah. well, cool cool let's talk about this deal for a bit 300 I don't remember the unit count, but it you know, doesn't matter, you know, over 300 units in Jacksonville, large deal. So tell us a little bit about the deal and how you came into this deal.
1: Yeah. You know what they say, go big, go home, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. You pick big. Congratulations. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. 382 units portfolio, Jacksonville, Florida. It was something that really was just based off networking. So I tell anyone and everyone, your network is your net worth. And, you know, I just think that that is so powerful. I want to get it tattooed on me, Brian. Like that's how much I believe in it because- If it wasn't for the network or networking as much as we did, like, I don't, I definitely don't think that we would have been able to get this deal. So, you know, someone else in the network, uh, you know, Dan and a bunch of people had actually gone to a network event in Seattle Mm -hmm. and there was uh, an opportunity that basically was brought to us from someone else in the, in the mentorship program through an SEC attorney. um, And that was this deal. And so you know, that he had brought it to us. And we are like, what do you think? And, you know, we were like, well, let's take a look at it. So mm-hmm. we underwrote it, you know, we had people and the coaching do it and we mm-hmm. had strategists. We, we basically really wanted to make sure that this is what we wanted to do. Yeah. It was from outside of multifamily mindset. It was, mm-hmm. you know, someone that we'd never really worked with. And, you know, we would be raising capital for someone's deal and like learning from them. And I just think yeah. that that was such a smart way of doing it and is to learn from somebody who has done this, you know, have a little gray in the beard, as they say, right? Yeah. And 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 instead of trying to just get our own deal right away. And so it was just such an amazing opportunity. So mm-hmm. we took it and, you know, we met them, we met the, the lead sponsors and we sat down and we started raising cattle, like trying to figure out how we wanted to, to make this happen. So
0: I love the gray in the beard comment, you know, because I, I've got I've got more gray in the beard than I like to admit, but <laughs> anybody who sees me can recognize it. So I might as well admit it. But it looks good. It looks good. Yeah. Like yeah. You know, my 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 wife says it looks good too. But yeah, well, that's all that matters. All that matters so <laughs> yeah. but yeah, so I mean, networking is is huge. And what one thing I'm I'm learning, you know, right now is exactly that the power of network and i'm starting a new phase we're going into salt lake city and fortunately i had an extensive network already and you're absolutely right i mean if you learn how to leverage your network you can make connections with people that you know you'd never be able to connect with by yourself i've asked a lot of people for intros you know pro tip you know Ask people for introductions because, you know, that starts out relationships a lot easier or a lot quicker than than anything else. So anyway, that's my my pro tip for that one. But uh So Ellie, on on this project, I mean, you you told me offline, you guys raised, you know, a million dollars for this, which is pretty awesome for a first raise. Actually very impressed, to be honest with you. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, the preparation for this raise, you know, prior to coming to the partnership, some of the challenges you had, and then kind of the lessons learned from raising capital on this deal.
1: Yeah, definitely. So when we started the multifamily mindset, Alicia and I and Dan, we were just, we were like, we are going to get a deal within, you know, three months or six months. Like we, that's what our main objective was. And so we got this deal within the very first 30 days of starting this program. And so we kind of like started raising capital when that happened, when that deal happened, right? We we were learning still how to raise capital, mm-hmm. asset management. Like we were still like learning so much. And so we we're kind of in the learning phase. So I think that's one of the things that I love about this opportunity that we had was that we were able to, you know, learn as we went. And I just yeah. think that sometimes you just have to be thrown into that war, that game or whatever, just kind of just like go with it and just kind of figure out along the way. And I think with the way that we, you know, we weren't afraid to ask for help and Mm -hmm. we weren't afraid to like, kind of be like, okay, what is the best way to do this? Right. So we talked to a lot of our strategists, We talked to, you know, people who have raised a lot of money and we kind of went with what they said to do. And then just going back to that network is, is your net worth. Right. And so we got on, you know, your call every Friday that I love so much. Uh, We got on calls on uh, Mondays and Wednesdays. I go to as many network events as I can. And it was you know, learning that pitch deck in and out, learning, like even doing more market research and building a relationship with people as much as you possibly can. And one of my favorite things was, is one of my strategies, James McCabe, he got on a call and, you know, when you learn and meet people, then they shout you out. Right. So he's shouting me out on a call, which gets someone, you know, he's like interested, like, Oh, like, like I would love to meet you. Right. And, and then, and so forth and so forth. So, you know, I love the fact that you're the biggest at is your, what you're talking about, right? Like, it's literally what you're saying to people who can help bring in that money. Right. And so it was very, very challenging at first just because, yeah. you know, people say you're never really raising for that first deal. You're always raising for that next deal mm-hmm. because of how long that process is. Yeah. And so we were scrambling to kind of be like, oh, well, we need this money like to, to raise now. And mm-hmm. so it was just like every single day, always trying to get onto a network call and yeah. getting onto a, a future Zoom call, getting a really honing down into our CRM. Our yeah. CRM is your bread and butter. Without your CRM, you're running around with your your head cut off, right? You have to have a good CRM. You have and to so, be organized, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, organization is key. So, you know, we just really honed into that. And one of my favorite sayings: is you have to get uncomfortable to be comfortable, right? So going out and asking people for money, that's really uncomfortable, right? But it's, you know, finding ways to know that you're helping them, you're benefiting them. And so we, I got really uncomfortable and we had these conversations and we got onto future Zoom calls and it got easier and easier and easier to do that. And so now it's really comfortable for me to be like, oh my gosh, like, what are you doing with your money? Like, what is your 401 look like? Like, you know, it's, it's exciting. Like, I love it now. And so those challenges became less of a challenge and we were just able to make it happen.
0: Yeah. I love how you put that. I mean, the challenges became less of a challenge. You know, it's one of my favorite quotes. And I don't know who this is attributed to. I, th- I think it's like uh, Longfellow, but uh, I did memorize it. That which we persist in doing becomes easier, not because the nature of the task has changed. But because our ability to do it has improved or increased or something like that, but I love that. Yeah, it's just what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Yeah, you know, maybe it was Thoreau. I don't know Emerson. Some, you know, some really some dead guy that used to write a lot of (laughs) profound stuff. You know, but it it is true. Exactly what you said. Yeah, you keep on doing it. You keep on getting uncomfortable doing things. And at first, it's hard, and as you keep on doing, it, it gets easier and easier and easier. So, exactly, so, love it, love it. Thanks for sharing all of that, and thanks for you know opening up on it too. So, really, mm-hmm. well, cool. So, I mean, the project, you know, obviously closed. Uh, how, how's everything gone on the project since then? It's amazing. Yeah, it's
1: we've been able to get onto like the asset management side and mm-hmm. and learn weekly, kind of figuring yeah. out you know what they're doing on construction and remodeling and stuff like that. And they they are just killing it. It was an amazing experience. We went to the property, so we flew out to yeah. Jacksonville, and it's I don't even know how to explain it. When you're standing in one of those apartments and you're mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, like this is this is happening. So yeah. it's this it was awesome. amazing.
0: yeah, it's like. Yeah. Wow. Yes, exactly.
1: We filmed like twelve hours of content that day, mm-hmm. and like we walked both properties plus a third one that they asked to raise uh, for us to help raise on. And so, we literally just—I mean, it's amazing how much you can achieve and like get done in that short amount of time. You know, like they're—they're they're trying to. Well, they are going to be doing eighty percent of renovations of the three hundred eighty-two. You know, so yeah. th- as soon as everything happened, like and signed, they were like the next day. They were like, "Let's go." So mm-hmm. it's just amazing. Even in the last like you know five months to see the progress that has been made.
0: Yeah. Love it. I love it. All right. So wrapping up here, you know, let's talk about what's next for you. What do you got planned?
1: I have really enjoyed raising capital and I think that mm-hmm. that's just my add value to teams. So we are doing that. Alicia is also, I think all three of us, we have kind of just decided to continue to work together, but also pursue other things as well. I want to grow more. I want to learn more. Right. And so yeah. I am doing that and I've created my own investment, you know, LLC EB investment, mm-hmm. And that is kicking off here in the next couple of weeks. I'm really excited about, I want to start maybe a fund in the future, but mm-hmm. basically I just want to help as many people create passive income, financial freedom and freedom of time. And yeah. to see that already happening is just it's just you know created like this downward you know this is huge amazing opportunity for me so i love that that's what my future looks like we're just going to be continuing to raise capital help people out and and
0: continue to buy apartments keep on doing what you're doing just to get yeah. yeah awesome <laughs> yeah. You're getting better at it too so yeah awesome exactly. Almost the last question for you, but this is this is a question that I like to hear the most. What advice would you give an aspiring investor that's about 12 months behind you? Oh, yeah. I love this question too. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it's so true. So I, I would say my biggest thing is when things get hard, like really, really hard to not give up. I've had the privilege to actually mentor some new students and go to these three-day events through Multifamily Mindset to kind of talk about my journey and stuff. And so students ask me that, like, what are some pieces of advice? And I would just say, the feeling that you feel right now, the excitement that you feel right now, that feeling that you think you can do anything and everything, like, don't lose that. Because three months in when you don't have an LOI accepted or when you're still struggling and you're still working on your W-2 and you're exhausted, you have to remember like why you're doing this, right? Remember your why. And, and, and to know that this is all part of your journey. And if you truly, truly want this, then don't, don't give up, don't,
0: don't quit. I love it. Remember your why. That's yeah. important. Remember your why. Awesome. Well, last question for you. How can our listeners learn more about you? Yeah, so
1: I have, you know, Instagram, Facebook, it's just my name, Ellie underscore Baxter mm-hmm. and uh new website is cu- kicking off as well too. But obviously lucid capital is still, you know, that is still an, an awesome, we still have our website and, and everything our Instagram too. So you can also look up lucid capital because okay. we still are lucid capital for, you know, the Jacksonville deal and stuff like that. And, you know, they're, and so you can always look us up through Lucid Capital. You can look
0: me up through Ellie Baxter. Awesome. Sounds great. Well, hey, thanks a lot for coming on the, the show today. Very much appreciate your time and yeah. forward to potentially working with you in the future.
1: Yay. Thank you so much.
0: Ooh. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening to the Diary of an Apartment Investor Podcast by the Tribe of Titans. If you're still listening you obviously liked it so go ahead and subscribe to the podcast leave a five star rating and review if you haven't already and then make sure to check out our youtube channel which incidentally has a ton of video content that you'll also enjoy and learn from now if you're interested in being on the show